SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Before we speak to Deeps, I promise you we're going there now. I know Chapter 2 is going to ask for a cricket score. Uh, there's England and Pakistan happening right now. They're playing seven T20s to prepare for the World Cup. So England posted 221 for three in their 20 overs. That's a decent total. Pakistan struggling on 98 for five after 12. So they need 124 from 44 balls. That's a far cry from yesterday because Pakistan chased down 200. With no wickets lost. They got to 203 without loss. Baba Azam with 100. Um, was it him with 100? Yes, Baba Azam with 100. And Rizwan also with an 88 there in that match. They got to 203 without loss, Pakistan, yesterday. But that's Pakistan for you. Like the West Indies, either they play Calypso cricket or Collapse of cricket. And today they're collapsing. But anyway, we've got Dipsy Silolwane on the line. And he joins us from Botswana, I believe. Dipsy, good evening. And thank you very much for being able to speak to us in South Africa tonight, sir. Uh, thanks for having me, my brother, and good evening to your listeners. Great. How are things on your side, Dipsy? Ah, uh, things are good, man. I, I really can't complain. Uh, football retirement is an interesting uh, time, mm. but you see, I've, I've found my way to to still be involved in football, so I'm happy. I saw there was a Dipsy Silolwane Football Academy. I've seen it on social media. Is that what you're up to? Yes, I'm. I'm trying to find the next Dipsy, somebody nice. who can do better than me and and go all the way in Europe and and dominate. You know, I I believe that once you've learned something, it's always best to share with your community and your people. Mm. And how's the house football that side, or how's the talent in Botswana? Yeah, there's talent. Uh, obviously, uh, I come from here. I, I see it all the time. I just think it's about preparing it and polishing it for the next level. You know, it's not the same. Uh, Botswana, South Africa, there's a difference. Uh, South Africa, Europe, there's a difference, you know. Uh, so it's just about preparing them mentally and, and, and physically so that they can compete at, at a higher level. And then when it comes to support and resources, is there support for football in Botswana? How seriously do the authorities take the sport? Uh, <laughs> don't get me in trouble. Man. <laughs> oh, really? you, you know you know football politics. Yeah. It, it could be better. I mm. think that's the best way I can I, I can say it. Mm. Uh, looking at the fact that we are still lagging behind on, on a lot of things, uh, resources, uh, even the stadiums, uh, the kind of fields we train at and stuff, things like that can always be better. You know how, how Africa is like. Mm. But you see, South Africa is way more advanced. Uh, I mean, I played for five teams in South Africa and we had decent pitches all the time to train on. Mm. So that's that's a plus. Okay, but at least it's good to, to hear that you're still involved in football uh, that side and I hope you get all the support that you can from the people there in Botswana Deep Sea. So, so with Botswana coming here to play Bafana, Bafana, uh, who are some of the country's brightest stars at the moment? In yeah, we have two guys who've been doing really well in Morocco, Oribonyi and, and KB. They're doing really, really well. And then a couple of the lads uh, locally here who are doing well, scoring goals and, and, and competing. It, it, it's positive. Uh, we just, I, I think, if I'm not wrong, it's been announced that uh, a teenage who's been the caretaker yes. coach has been given uh, the post uh, permanently. It's a local lad mm. who's been doing uh, Orapa United, the ostriches out in the diamond, diamond town of Orapa. So it, it's positive. They have an assistant coach, uh, Michael Mohaladi. I played with him with the Zebras for many, many years. And he's one of the few players who played PSL. He was at Maris Beck United while I was still at Santos. Wow. So there's some experience of uh, a former player in the structures 
which for me gives me confidence that we could be onto something. So has Tiraj been the coach since Am- Amruche left? Yes, he was he was the assistant at some point. Yeah. You know these things, but he's been the take uh, the caretaker coach. Oh, okay, nice. So can can they beat Botswana deep? Do you have confidence? I mean, can they beat Bafana Bafana? Do you have confidence in the boys? You should know. You've yeah. scored against Bafana a few times. <laughs> scored against Bafana once. No? Oh, once was it Kosafa? Uh, yes, Kosafa yes. many many years ago, and the other ones we lost even in the friendlies. I think we beat them one Kosafa through penalties and stuff. Uh, you see, uh, playing against your big brothers in the region, it's always a it's always a platform to make your name and also be seen in South Africa. So, I I believe the boys are are psyched up to go and play at FNB Stadium. Uh, some of us were lucky to to play there all the time against Kaiser Chiefs and all. So for the guys, it's a platform. You know, I I, I believe I became an overnight success in Botswana when I scored against Bafana back in '99. Mm-hmm. So I see it as a platform for the guys to also write their names in the history books. It might be just a friendly game, but it means so much for the rivalry between the two countries. Mm. And do you think some of the guys will see it as a chance to be to be sported or scouted by the teams in the PSL? Is that the ambition for some of the guys to come to the PSL? If it's not their ambition, then they don't deserve to play football. Because wow. it's a different level altogether here. Yes, it's a different level, different facility. Uh, the spotlight is on them. Those things play uh, a role in, in someone's career. So I hope they are psyched up. I passed by their hotel today uh, when they were going for training. Uh, they they looked pretty excited about the trip. Okay, it, nice. The few spoke to. No, oh, wonderful. And then our producer here tells us, I didn't know this, but you were in Eswatini recently with some greats like Asamoa Gian. What was happening there? I was supposed to, but I didn't make the trip. I was booked to go. Oh. Uh, game again, uh, the African legends playing against the Sotini legends. Oh, I missed. I so all I'm seeing is pictures in the WhatsApp group. <laughs> and my heart is like, yeah, I should have been with my boys there. Okay, no. So it was a benefit game. Oh, I just wanted to understand what was, yeah, what was happening. Yeah, you know, there was... Yeah. You know, there was the re-dance and stuff. Eswatini uh, mm. had some celebrations. So they had a, a Legends game uh, just to, to to have some interaction with something that has history to the region, which I think is a brilliant concept to bring together yesteryear players there. I mean, uh, the guys were there, both Siema, Dr. Lucky Lukwati, mm. you know, many, 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 many former players. Even Abel Shongo was there. So you, you can imagine the kind of vibe and, and, and energy the people got to see the guys they used to watch growing up. It's always an important thing that we must do. We must remember those who had helped build the sport yeah. in our countries. Yeah, but you missed out, Dipsy. If you missed the red dance also, hey, you really missed out. Ah. Hey, Dipsy. <laughs> but hold on. We're going to get into your career now because that's also why we called you. We just want to understand your journey. So many people are happy to hear from you. I'll read you back some of those uh, Twitter messages. Somebody was saying that you were his favorite player when you came here to South Africa. And somebody makes an interesting point about whoever made him move to midfield was a genius. I remember because he was a striker, Tipsy. So ah. and he, moved, uh, he moved a bit hey, behind to midfield. There's yeah. a story for that. There's a story We're going to get that. into that. Let's let's hear what our listeners have had to say. Good evening, Tabi. So, yeah, I think a legend of football, of African football, Tipsy 
Lolwane. I remember in the telecom knockout final in 2007, he gave Orlando Pirates a hard time. He was breaking every ball that Orlando Pirates were playing on the middle of the field. Yeah. Uh, I also uh, had a luck to see him play live with Ice kept turning the net bank up against us all his groove uh, here in Bush Park reject drama stadium. Yeah. I like to ask him who was his favorite all time footballer while he was growing up. Uh, this is Marvel Slaw from Bush Park. Uh, good evening Tabiso and good evening to um SAFM listeners. Um, and and Deep Sisilolwane, the, the legend. Um, I just want to know, out of all the teams that he played in in in, in PSL in South Africa, which one did he enjoy the most? Which, which one did he love the most? Uh, this is we we'll see some Lalane in Mitlibeg, originally from Bushpark Ridge. Thanks, Prataviso. Okay, Bushpark Ridge in the house here, Deepsy. Firstly, favorite all-time footballer growing up. Yeah, mine is weird. It's a it's a combination of many players, but uh, for me, uh, Diego Maradona, uh-huh. Enzo Francescoli. Uh, uh, I remember even uh, Franz Beckenbauer. You know, so the, the all-time greats. I I was always trying to copy and learn from these guys watching them on TV. We didn't have to play the same position, mm-hmm. but to see them play the way they play and the passion they they brought to the game inspired me to. To want to be a better player. Hey, funny enough, uh, Lucas, doctor, or let me just say the 96 <laughs> team was yeah. was amazing growing up. And I used to say, hey, one day I want to be like these guys. I want to be like Absalom Scaratinto. Mm. You know, so I, 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 my my childhood was, was like that. I, I followed a lot of players and also copied how they played. So you were a Chiefs fan, Tipsy? Uh, you mentioned the... Absalom's Karatinpa, <laughs> Dr. Kumalo. Earlier on, you mentioned uh, Chakla Shongwe. Yo, 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 yo. Oh, Chakla, Chakla. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. We, 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 we grew up following South African football. So all the stars from back then, uh, Joel Ace Munini. Mm. How can I forget him? My mother was a card carry member of uh, uh, Morocco Swallows. Wow. Yeah. And she used to write in to the magazines. So I grew up in a football family, man. And we were made to to listen to cassette tapes of what Joel Ace Munini was doing. Oh, that is amazing! You know, so I grew up in, in a football family. No, clearly, if your mother was a cut carrying member of Morocco Swallows, the original Morocco Swallows, there was a question yeah. about where did you enjoy your football the most here in South Africa because you played for for a few teams. Uh, I I enjoyed all of them. Uh, I played for five teams, mm. so it was five different experiences of South African football. I arrived at, at uh, Santos, ne? Mm. and I was playing as, as a striker. Yes. I, uh, that season, I ended up as a Santos top scorer and, and kickoff player of the year, you know, and, and the following year, I, w- I got into a more creative role that, rather than somebody who's finishing. And then I, I got to be coached to, to, by the legend Jomosono at Cosmos, for a short thing, mm. then I went to IX, uh, and and there getting to IX was 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 also a very interesting time for me because uh, I had to fill in for other players. I was kind of a backup player 
uh, even though I scored on my home debut. Wow. Uh, I was uh, I was uh, Franklin Kale's backup at the time. <laughs> because was uh, and then he came back. I was moved to the right wing uh, to play as a, the, the right forward mm. in the 4-3-3 system. Uh, and then I wanted to play as a number 10 or a number 9. You know, but the coach then who preferred other players and I kept coming on and I, I wasn't enjoying the game time. And then, boom, we were hit by injuries. Mm. Uh, so Craig Rosley and uh, and the technical team, they called me in and said, hey, my man, we have a huge problem. We are playing Leopards in Guyane. Uh, we've looked at everyone on our roster. We think you are the only one who can play with an Nong Ayong in midfield. Yeah. Can you do the job? I said, hey, guys, even if you said I must be goalkeeper, I'll replace Hans. I want to play. <laughs> so I got my chance to play in, in an eight position. Uh, because I was an attacking player, naturally, I mm. score. I like scoring goals. I It was easier for me to get into attacking positions at and ultimately just transition into a 10 when you had possession. And and I think I started enjoying playing as a midfielder when that time came at Ajax. So I would say in my whole career as a footballer, I really, really enjoyed playing as a midfielder at Ajax. Uh, I went on to, to Supersport. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was recruited as a midfielder to go and play 6 and 8 there. I was player of the year for Supersport my first year. And 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 for me, it, it, playing in midfield has been the joy of my football life. Ah, that's wonderful. You mentioned Eyong Eyong Enong. He went he went to have a very successful career in Europe and for Cameroon. Could you see at the time that he was destined for big things? Like he even went to England. Yeah, let me tell you something. <laughs> that guy was funny. He would come kitted in a suit for training. <laughs> we used to call him Papa Pasta. So as he walks in, I joke around with him. I was like, hey, man, are you going to church? He's like, no, my brother. I'm here for work. This is work for me. Oh. I'm dressed for the occasion. So he was focused, man. Mm-hmm. And and footballers need to understand that the, the, the dream and the journey starts with you. You have to commit to it. You have to give your all to becoming one of the best players in the world. And I'm I'm blessed to have played with guys who went on to grace the World Cup. I mean, when I was playing MLS... Uh, before you played with to... Jesse Marsh? Yeah, Jesse Marsh is my teammate. We'll, I'll hey. be with him in 10 days. We are meeting in Chicago. All uh, Chicago player, Chicago Fire players are meeting in Chicago. Even Stachkov? He's celebrating 25 years. I He gave me my first Puma boots. Risto? Risto Stoichkov was my teammate. Ah, Hold that thought. Hold that thought because I want to go back to MLS. We've just got somebody on the line. And I remember reading that this guy was instrumental in getting you to South Africa. So we're going to see if that's true or not or if it's a myth. Ah. Captain, my captain. Musa Otieno, good evening, sir. I'm okay. How are you, sir? We are fine. Thanks, Musa Otieno. Where are you back home? How are things? Yeah, at the moment I'm back at home. I'm an assistant coach to one of the big clubs in Kenya. That is Kenya Police. Mm. And I'm busy giving youngsters an opportunity with an academy. And I thank God. That's wonderful. Because I remember the last time we spoke to you on this show, Musa Otieno, you were helping there back home during the times of COVID, if I remember correctly, right? 
Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I believe you are going to hospitals and also helping people during the time of COVID. And God bless you, Musa Otieno, for that. But we've got Dipsy Sululuana on the line here. Is it true that you brought this guy to South Africa? Ah. Hello, Dipsy, how are you? Hey, Kilimanjaro, how are you? I'm okay, my friend, my brother, how are you? You guys are naughty, man. I wasn't <laughs> expecting you like this. Ah, 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 the I tallest was, man I know. Right? You can see me all the way from Kenya, eh? <laughs> ah, my friend, my friend, my friend, my friend. You know, yeah, I think uh, for me, uh, organizing Dipsy, maybe recommending Dipsy to come to Santos, I can't remember we played World Cup qualifiers or Cup of Nations qualifiers. I think it was Kenya versus Botswana. And I think I was playing as a centre-back and Dipsy was playing as a striker. It gave us a lot of problems in Kenya. So when I went back to, to South Africa, I, I told my boss that, uh, hey, there is a boy playing for Botswana. You know, you just need to go for him. And I think uh, Gulam really respected me with the decision which I was making. I think this was signed even before coming to South Africa. Wow. Just of that, uh, yeah, that uh, you know that uh, trust with me and uh, and the chairman and seeing a, a player who was not uh, you know he was not huge but he was very intelligent and you can see that uh, everything for Botswana was just around Dipsy. But I think when he get that opportunity, he didn't uh, let himself down and his country down. And I think he's the one who opens for most of the Botswana players in, in South Africa. That is an unbelievable story. So we can confirm it now. Dipsy, did you know about this? When did you know that Musa is the one that recommended you? Beaming now because somebody I respect so much thinks like that of me. Uh, the home game in Botswana, I know they beat us in Kenya, but in Botswana, I had Musa Otieno mind marking me like no one's business. But I got my one chance in the game. I scored a diving head in front of him. I was so excited. So, so you... Musa, Musa is very special. He he's a he's a gentleman. He's mm. a family man. He's an upstanding upstanding guy. You know, even when I arrived at Santos, uh, he was there to welcome me around, show me around, and he 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 bought me uh, a spiritual book, which I still have till today. Wow. You know, and, and he's a brother for life for me. And, and I appreciate football for giving me such people who can turn your life around. Uh, he was able to help me settle in also with the other guys at Santos. But what a gentleman. What a what a real professional player, man. Yeah. And, and, and Musa, I'm sure you've got the same words to say about him. How was he as a teammate? And, and you've already touched on how professional he was when he was here in South Africa. I think I think most of the most 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 important thing is more, more or less whatever you look at a team or players who are coming from uh, from professional level, you find that foreigners are always together. Mm. And I think for me, the first thing I just told him in South Africa that just, just play your game. Football is very easy because at least for him, he got somebody who understands maybe the culture or the people around. Because sometimes we try to do a lot of things. And one of the things which I think I remember I told him, he must just know that where he has come from and he'll know where he's going. Because life is not easy in Cape Town. It is very difficult. But again, as foreigners, I think uh, are always, we are always together. We are always encouraging each other to know that, hey, guys, we came for business. And uh, the way he talked about, you know, 
at uh, the Cameroonian boy. I think uh, he was wonderful. And you know, the combination, every time just a matter of pushing each other, it was, I believe that God brought us somewhere to, to, to help people to reach where they wanted to be. And I think that relationship between me and Dipsy, even with the mother, it was like so awesome in a sense that he knew that he has, he has a big brother who back him up, you know, support him, and for him to enjoy football. Wonderful, Musa Otiano. Thank you for being able to join us here in South Africa. Good to hear from you. I think you also uh, deserve your own show. So we will give you. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, apologies for that. We just got cut off there. But thank you to Musa Otieno for joining us all the way from Kenya there. Good to hear that he's also involved in football. Dipsy, I just want to go back a little bit, a little bit, because before Santos, we we always heard that you played in the U.S. How Firstly, how did the move to the U.S. come about? <laughs> yeah, uh, well, uh, when I finished high school, I had the, obviously the ambitions to go to Europe and stuff. And there was also the opportunity to go for varsity. So I applied on the internet. Uh, I got a, a partial scholarship to go and study at Harristow State College in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I also had, uh, I got accepted to go and do building studies in in the UK. But I, I, I chose America. Uh, the, the scholarship seemed like a nice challenging opportunity. So. I played uh, college soccer, uh, NAIA division. Uh, I was a second team All-American. I broke the university's goal scoring, single season goal scoring record and stuff. I scored over 35 goals. Wow. We went to, I took the team to the nationals. We lost in the semifinals. And obviously when you've done so well, you, you get seen by bigger universities. So I, I, wrote an email to the head coach at St. Louis St. Louis University and the coach was like, no, we'll keep a lookout for you and stuff. At the end of the year, they offered me a full scholarship and I went on to become one of the top scorers. I was Conference USA uh, MVP. I won all these accolades. I was a finalist and the best player in college soccer. I was a finalist, yeah. I, I lost to a guy called Luchi Gonzalez. Mm. So at the time, I, I made first team All-American. Uh, I'm actually inducted in the Hall of Fame at my university. What is that? First team All-American? First team All-American is the best 11 players in America oh. at the time, okay. college level. Yes, yes, yes. So in America, they have this culture of being, agree, you know, the All-Stars are NBA, mm, mm, mm. NFL. They have mm. that culture. Oh, so I at see. the end of the season, they pick the best possible players and they put them into a team. The first, I think, 18 will be first team. And then the next batch of players would be second team, mm. uh, All-American, third team All-American. So I made it uh, into, into the first team. I was the top scorer for the continental US at college level. And I only left school because, because of my age. Uh, I, my eligibility, I couldn't play beyond that season that I played at St. Louis U. Mm. And I had an opportunity to to go for a tryout in Denmark in the Danish Super League at the mm. time. So I was like, yeah, Zuma is killing things in, in Denmark. <laughs> in Copenhagen. That's cool, eh? <laughs> so I went to Denmark, man, and I went for a tryout. I won myself a contract. And that's where I first signed my 
first professional contract as a footballer. Oh. So I played in 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 the Danish Super League for like seven months, but my team got relegated. We had money issues. Oh. I met Josta there. I met Zuma there. So it was a it was an interesting time. So from there, I went back to the U.S. because I was drafted in into the MLS. Uh-huh. Remember, if you are yeah. stats, you know Americans are big on stats. Yeah, and then you go into the draft. Yeah, so I got drafted. I think was I seventh, seventh, seventh round pick mm. because I wasn't there. I didn't go to the MLS combine. I, I chose to go to. I went. I went to. I went to, to Denmark. Mm. So mm. when I came back. I was lucky that I was already drafted. So I went and played for Chicago Fire. And that's where I met one of the guys I idolized from USA 94, Risto Strachkov. Unbelievable. Our captain there was Peter Novak. He he played for Poland. Yes. Uh, Demarcus Beasley had just come back from the World Cup yes. as a young player. We had Zach Thornton. He had also played for the US national team. We had Chris Amos. Who was who was also our captain in the team came and uh, and the Polish guy uh, and you know I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody now knows who Chris Amos is he was the assistant coach at Man United yeah so he was the captain he was injured then that's how he missed the World Cup so that was my crew of players uh, at Chicago Fire. and you had Jesse Marsh yeah and Jesse was there also uh, playing as a midfielder in the team. Was he so, a good player? And Carlos Bucanegra. I don't know if you guys remember Carlos Bucanegra. He also ended up playing in in, in the French League One. I think he was at PSG. Oh. Yeah, he was at one of the top teams in, in France at the time after we left. Uh, I got traded to Real Salt Lake. So we went to start the first uh the first team uh for Real Salt Lake out mm. there in Utah. So we were the first batch of players before I came to South Africa. So my journey was long, sure, man. Sure, sure, sure. But there were some impressive names there. Uh, just tell us a little bit about Stoichkov. I think you said he gave you your first a pair of boots, but how good was this Stoichkov when you oh, when you see him every day? He must have been a bit older, obviously, than all no, of you guys. No, he was an old man. He was an yeah. old man, lazy. <laughs> and he always used to say, I don't have anything to prove because I played for Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true, eh? <laughs> no, 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 it's true. He used to joke about it, so... I've always had an inquisitive mind and, and I talk a lot and stuff. Mm. So I'd always ask him. We were, him him and I and uh, our captain, we were sponsored by Puma. Mm-hmm. So whenever the big Puma players went to the outlet to get equipment and stuff, clothes, sneakers, boots, I'd go with them. I get an arm entry guy, I'm a young player for them. <laughs> so... He's like, nah, Dipsy, don't worry, don't take that one. I have boots, I'll give you. Mm. So he gave me these Puma KSLs. Uh, I cut off, uh, what do we call it, the tongue mm-hmm. of the shoe. I cut them off. He had written number eight on them. So I cut them off and I kept them there somewhere at my mother's house. I said, <laughs> And I never told him that, listen, dude, in 94 hours in high school, I watched yeah. you and Lechkov tear apart Germany. Yeah. You know, yeah. so... We, we we got along well because we were Puma players and stuff. And I'd always ask him, so how do you do that? He, he I would quote him. He said, no, Dipsy, football is easy. Just tell ball what to do. Ball will do. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. yeah. And 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 it is true though. Yeah. If you make a missed pass, it's not the ball's fault. It's your it's fault. You. It's you. You see. So so those kind of nuggets are the ones that make you a better player. That's why I I I, I preach in my in Botswana that former players are important in the development of the game because they have played it they have answers they can always give you tricks of the trade uh, i remember that bulgaria team of 94 with balakov and krishkov and all you, those guys you. eh what a and team of all players yeah i know you went so, so I, I was lucky i was very fortunate when i came to the psl i had some experience i had played national team mm. i had played in in denmark i had played uh, mls you know i had dominated the college league in america so for me i had to travel the world to come and make my name in south africa yeah and was bob bradley the coach at the time is that correct yes yes bob bradley in chicago eh? yes, yes great yes, american yes. coach he was here 2010 with the us for the world cup yeah i i was actually with them when they came to play a friendly against bafana ah, yes, so i got yes. to meet when he became a head coach for the us national team, for team usa he brought on a lot of guys from Chicago Fire. And Jesse was his assistant. No, Jesse wasn't there at the time. Oh, he Peter wasn't Novak there. was there. Was part oh, of the technical. Oh, I see. So I actually said to them in the VI, in the presidential suite while we watched the game and stuff. They invited me for the game because yeah. I was in South Africa at the time. I think I was at Cosmos then. Oh. So you said yeah. you're going back there. What's happening in the US? Yeah, the club is celebrating 25 years. So it's a 25 year oh, years nice. uh, anniversary. So we are invited from all over the world with our spouses and stuff. So I'll be traveling up to the US to go and celebrate and meet uh, the, my old teammates and stuff. You know, so we're all excited. We've kind of That's kept great. in touch over the years. So you know how it's like with football teams, you become yeah. brothers. That's great, Deepsy. We're just going to take a quick break and we'll wrap up after the, this break. Time has gone by so fast. We haven't even gone into detail about his time in South <laughs> Africa, but I thought it was important that we trace his journey, Deepsy, because we've always heard about him playing in the U.S. Sport on on SAFM. Okay, we're wrapping up our conversation with Deepsy. Siloloana there, you're still welcome to send us your voice notes. Deepsy, we've mentioned some of the teams that you played for here um, in, in, in South Africa. We've touched on Santos with Musa and Cape Town. And then, why did you move to Supersport United, Dips? Because if I remember, you left just before that Ajax Cape Town team was about to challenge for the title. Or were you there that season? Uh, uh, football is funny, man. Uh, be, you know, not a lot of people remember that I was at Cosmos. I was there for, for yeah. like six From Santos, I went to Cosmos for like six months. Then I went back to Cape Town. And... We were second when Supersport first started winning. When they did the the three seasons winning the title, mm, the mm. first year we lost the season on the la- on the last day. I think we mm. we drew with Arrows. We needed a win because Supersport lost to Celtic. I think I remember they were saying the chopper is is halfway between death yes, and the with the trophy. <laughs> yes, so we lost on the final day. So I do have a silver medal of the league. Uh, oh, and it was Craig Grossly at the time, and then the, we won the the Telcom Cup. We beat Pirates. I heard one of the listeners mm. talking about that game. So my my first year and a half, we lost the league. We won the Telcom Cup, and then after that, we went on to go to the MTN Eight uh, 
Hello? Yes, we're still here listening. Yeah. yeah. So we went on to went on to go to the final of the MTN8. We lost dismally to Aros. And then after that, we we also went to the MTN8 uh, final. I mean, MTN8 final, we lost to Aros. And then we lost to Kaiser Chiefs in the final 2-1. So after that, we were my contract was up for renewal. So we were in talks and stuff. And, and they wanted to offer me a one-year contract. And I felt I had served the club really well. I was an influential older player. I was the oldest infield player. Uh, and one of the fittest, I think the fittest player at the time was Shamik Duty and me mm-hmm. when we did the test, you know. And, and I enjoyed my role. I enjoyed the big brother role. And I was disappointed that Ajax at the time only wanted to offer me a, a one-year contract. I felt I deserved more. And Supersport came by and I signed a pre-contract. And I, and I went to Supersport, man. I, I, I just wanted to to feel rewarded and, 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 and not feel like, you know, they're taking me for granted or they don't see all my work and all, all my sacrifice that I'm putting towards the club. But you see, it's water under the bridge because I, I really, really love Ajax. I think it was mm. an amazing structure, amazing club with, with a rich history of youth development. So... I, I ended up going to Supersport, you know, hoping to win the title. And I came in and uh, we didn't win. We didn't win the league my first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we struggled to get into the top eight. It wasn't such a great season for the club after winning the league back to back. But I was a uh, Supersport player of the year that mm-hmm. year. And then the following year, we kind of struggled. I kind of struggled a little bit also. I didn't get as much game time. I don't know if it was the award or what. You, you never know. But uh, I, I played my two years there. And then I I went to Tux. And, and yes, I, I remember that. Yeah, and then I went there to Tux. I was the assistant captain there. I think we did really, really well that first year. We ended up beating Kaiser Chiefs on the final day to make it into the top eight. Mm. So it was a memorable time. I really, really love South Africa. I love the, the South African football fans. I, I wish I could have given them more, but it is life. Uh, we move on. Yeah, and and you have to give us more. People want part two with deep, see? Uh, because somebody says it's interesting that you said anyone that does not have the ambition to play in the PSL must not be in the Botswana squad. What an interesting journey he's had. I was not even aware that he played in Denmark. That's one of our listeners there. Uh, thank you for that. That's an interesting one. Somebody says I didn't even know he was at Cosmos. <laughs> and he was at Cosmos, like you said, he was there for six months. But there's a common question here, Deepsy, and I don't know how many times you get this question. I've got about four people on social media asking me to ask you, where's Gino? Do you always get asked oh. that? Where's Mukhoke Kabonamong? Oh, I'm, I, I get mistaken for Gino. I get mistaken. <laughs> yes. And are you guys close? No, that's my that's my that's my baby brother, man. Really? When I was at when I was at Santos, Gulam asked me, the chairman, what a great guy. You, you know, I, I was the son. I was the firstborn son after Musa. Uh... <laughs> so we used to have conversations about football and his ambitions for the club. So he asked me a funny question and said, who's the best player you ever played with? I said, I could have chosen guys that I played with in America, the guys I saw in Denmark, 
But I said, no, there's a guy in Botswana, his name is uh, Gino Mukoki. He's a mm. midfield guy, he can play central defense. He's he's just special. He's crafty, he can fight. <laughs> he can get even confused, but all he wants is just wants the ball. He'll fit at Santos. What I want. <laughs> so William was like, really? And I'm like, you know, Gino, and I said to him, you know, Gino trained with Man United and stuff. Oh. He was supposed to be an apprentice and oh. As a country, Botswana, not knowing the professional world, we forced them to come back and play a cup game here in Botswana instead of sign a, a proper contract and stay in Man United because they Whoa. really, really no. Yeah, that... he, he was he was roommates with John O'Shea. Unbelievable. Him and ask him. Okay, we're gonna so, ask him. He's gonna come on the show, but yeah, we just need to leave he's, it. He's there. in South Africa. Yeah. He's married in South Africa. Yes, yes, no. He, he, we so he lives in he lives in Centurion with nice. a family. Uh, right now he's in he's in Centurion with my daughter and my sister-in-law. It's one of my sisters, one of my what I would say nieces. Yeah. It's birthday today, and nice. and they're celebrating out there in Centurion. He's there with his wife and his. Oh, kids. what's her name? The niece. Abilwe. Oh, Abilwe, happy birthday to you, Abilwe. There's your chance, yeah. your one second of fame there. But clearly you guys are still close then with Gino. And that's where Gino is then, folks, for those who didn't know. Uh, he's just given us an update here. But Deepsy, we're going to have to bring it back. So many people are uh, enjoying this conversation, but time is out. Even Brent Carroll says listening to us. Did you play with him? Oh, he's gone. Did you play with Isn't Brent Carroll, sir? I found him at Super Sport. Yeah, he he's listening to, to us. Ah, that's my ah, that's my bro, man. Thanks, what Brent. Was, thanks for listening, yeah. Brent. Deepsy, thanks for your time. We just need to go to news, but it's been a pleasure talking to you. We thought we should bring you on and just give you the respect that you deserve, sir. But we'll call you again just for to finish this conversation.